Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety, take their power back, and learn how to create a truly beautiful life. Each week, I'm speaking with amazing individuals who are experts in the field of entrepreneurship, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, sex, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a mom, a blogger, and a certified health coach. I'm obsessed with personal growth and change, and I've helped women all around the world regain alignment with what they truly value in life and remove the blocks preventing them from living their life to the fullest. If you're ready to stop living a half-life and move fully into your power, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey guys, today I'm speaking with my father, Doug Hendricks. He's a retired Marine Corps Colonel Infantry Officer. He's commanded a regiment and a battalion and a joint task group. After he retired, he was a strategic planning and leadership consultant. He has led thousands of people all over the world, which is why I was so excited to have him on the show to discuss the topic of leadership. And from our conversation, I, I guess I never really realized how important leadership was in essentially every aspect of our lives, in our roles as parents, um, in our interpersonal relationships, you know, obviously at work, um, but really it seeps into everything. It seeps into the essence of who we really are as people. Um, and so he brings in that awareness and then takes it one step further and really gives us some practical things we can start doing today to be better leaders of ourselves and of those that we love and those that we interact with. Um, so I'm so excited for you to hear this show. This is a person who has embodied leadership for obviously as long as I've known him. Um, and he's really positive, positively affected thousands and thousands of people in his career and in his life. So I hope you enjoy this episode and learn a lot from it because it really is a masterclass in leadership. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. If you've been thinking that you might want to start reducing your caffeine intake, then this is the company you definitely want to check out. They offer an assortment of different mushroom blends and basically you just add it to hot water. Now I have a full disclosure. I actually put the mushroom blends in my regular coffee just because I like coffee and it's part of my routine, but I love the benefits of mushrooms, of adaptogens. I have not been sick since November. I tell everybody this because it's true. Um, and it's because of the health benefits, the immune boosting properties of the chaga and the energy I get from the cordyceps and just the calming effects from the reishi. Like this is real, like there is data to back up this information. So if you're questioning it or you think it's kind of weird, like just Google it and definitely check out Four Sigmatic because they are they're, they just make it so convenient to add adaptogens, mushroom powders into your coffee, or if you're adverse to coffee, into your hot water. So definitely check them out and use the code UNSTRESSED at checkout for some awesome discounts. Hey everybody, welcome to the show and welcome to the show, Dad, Doug Hendricks. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, daughter? <laughs> I'm good. It's early in the morning, but we're going to record this and we're going to uh, have a great time. Um, so why don't we start by giving the listeners a little bit of context about you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, uh, I grew up in uh, Minnesota uh, in a family of six children. Uh, got up every morning and fought for a bowl of cereal. Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, we had a dairy farm, milk cows, and did all those kinds of things. Uh, uh, and after... Uh, 
college, I joined the Marine Corps. Uh, Vietnam was a well, was a big deal then, and uh, there was a draft, so I felt that it was my responsibility to serve. And uh, I went in, and uh, 26 years later, four children later, uh, numerous trips around the world and across the country, uh, uh, I retired. And I think uh, during that during that time, uh, I had the privilege of uh, meeting many, many great leaders and experiencing the opportunity to lead in a lot of different contexts. So hopefully I can share some of those uh, insights uh, and things that I've learned uh, about how to be a more effective uh, leader, person, contributor to uh, society. Yeah, and that's definitely what I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, there could have been anything that we could have had a podcast episode about, but you have always been such um, a proponent of leadership, I mean, through your career and just through who you are as a person. So what is your definition of leadership? Well, leadership, I think, is, is the most complex and it's the most elusive human competency, but it's absolutely the most important because organizations at whatever level, from the dyad Two people. Um, you can talk about a marriage. You can talk about a friendship. You can talk about a parent-child relationship. Leadership starts as a dyad, goes to the small group, the family leadership realm, all the way up to organizational leadership, which which you know you can command. At one point, uh, I was a regimental commander, commanded six thousand people at a time. Uh, very very different uh, context. But in every single situation, an organization, a relationship is predicated on success if it's led well. Uh, Your marriage will be better if you lead well. And ironically, leadership is in a a marriage, for example, is, is transitional. At one point, you might lead, and then the next day, your partner will lead because they have the competency and and they have the skills necessary at that point in that time to make it successful for the dyad Uh, and it's uh, leadership is is, is everything Uh, that's what I'm curious about is it just having the skills and competency or is it something more is it is it a way of being or is it a way of acting in the Well, leadership is learned. Leadership is learned. Every human being has has skills, abilities, talents that they that they bring to the to the art and the science of leadership. It is both an art and a science. It can be learned. Leadership uh, traits, skills can be learned, but at the same time, you know, you got to come with something. Mm-hmm. Some people are are boy, they're just automatically they're, they're charismatic. They're they're smart. They're they're attractive. They're they're they have all these these uh, innate abilities to to become mm-hmm. a good leader, and it's easier for them than others. But everybody can learn to lead. Everybody can get better at it, and uh, if you do. Uh, you're going to make your world and the world of, more importantly, the world uh, around you a better place. Uh, it's critical. It's absolutely the most important thing that, that uh, 
in human development that you can that you can focus on your personal leadership teaching your loved ones to lead how would someone do that someone listening right now if you're you know a busy mom or you know even if you're you know the husband in the relationship they might not really understand well what do you mean be a leader in my relationship i can't tell my wife what to do i can't tell my husband what to do like what do you mean by that well yes you can <laughs> <laughs> yes you can tell them what to do and 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 the most important way you do that is by how you conduct yourself mm. how you act your actions, your demeanor, your empathy, your, your demonstration of love is far more important than any words that you'll ever say. Words are, are just gone. They come out your mouth and they're gone. But your actions are live forever in the minds of, of especially parent-child relationships. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, believe that, I believe that parenting is the most important relationship that you're ever going to have in this life. You can talk about, you know, your husband, wives, loves, boyfriends, uh, whatever. Uh, But your relationship with your children and how you do that, especially in the early years, is critical to their success. You literally set the condition of their futures by your by your leadership, by your example, uh, and it's and it's important that you that you understand that you have far more power than you than you realize. Uh, so, how does someone listening? They want to do the best by their children. They want to be amazing leaders, but they don't know where to start. So, how do you start to incorporate that example for your children? Well, I think we determine at a very very young age. Whether or not, whether or not, we're going to be a contributor in this life, or we're going to be a taker. You've heard my metaphor. I, I, I think there are two kinds of people in the world. Oh yes, I've heard it. There are paddlers, and there are riders, and there are a lot of rioters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they kind of get in the canoe, and they demand a life jacket, and they demand a jug of water, and they say, you know, paddle on. Mm-hmm. But paddlers. They grab, a, they grab the paddle and they jump in and they start paddling and they literally set the condition of the human experience. Paddlers are the ones that, that, that explore frontiers. They're the ones that, that find breakthroughs in medicine and science and law. And, and uh, they're, they're the ones that'll, that'll work 23 hours a day so that the riders can be safe and, and, and content and, and survive. Uh, so as you know, as a child, you know, your mother and I always said, be a paddler. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants uh, to be a rider. All Sometimes you have to ride. When you're a baby, you have to ride. <laughs> you know, when you're an old person like me, you have to ride. Because <laughs> you depend on other people. But my golly, most of your life you can paddle. And, uh, and you should be, you should be a paddler. So, uh I mean, I think that's pretty empowering. Um, but again, it's like, well, what do I do? Do I just start reading books, or do I go out for a run, or do I, do I just start? I mean, where? How do you set the best example for your children? I guess is what I'm saying in in the most basic, practical terms. Well, it goes back to what I started to say a minute ago, and and and, and that is, start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Who am I? 
Am I a good person? Am I going to contribute? Am I going to grab a paddler? Or am I going to grab a life jacket? You know, what am I about? And look at look at how you can become the best person you can be. You know, and that means study, read, uh, look for inspiration in the people around you because there are many people that, that sung and unsung that are absolutely brilliant. And and when you look at them and you see how they live their lives, uh, you say, wow. I mean, that I wish I could have the character and the decency that that person has. And, uh, and then model yourself on them. Try and do the right thing. You know, every time you make a decision, every time a leader makes a decision, whether it's a parent or whether you're head of a corporation, ask yourself, is this the right thing to do? Not is it, not is it the most expeditious or is it, is it uh, you know, best for our bottom line? Is it the right thing to do? Is it the best for the organization? Is it the best thing for my child? And sometimes that means you take that child and you stand him in a corner and you say, all right, you know, you're going to do the right thing. You're going to act. You're going to act like a contributing human being, not a little ragamuffin. Mm -hmm. And uh, demand, leaders demand performance from their subordinates, children, whoever you're leading, mate, Mm-hmm. You know, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. You've got to demand that their performance is excellent. Aristotle, I think, said it best. My favorite quote in the world. Aristotle said that we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Make excellence a habit in your life. Be good at what you do. Demand goodness and excellence from the people around you. And it's contagious. It's like a virus. If you demand that 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 uh, uh, your performance every single day is is top notch, the people around you will want to keep up. And then you've got a good organization, or you've got a good family, or you've got a good, you know, you've got a good small group, whatever whatever the, the, the leadership situation is. But it starts with the leader's vision of excellence. Vision of what could happen, what might happen, what 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 we're going to make happen. Mm-hmm. That's what a leader is. He's a visionary. She's a visionary. She says, "I can see this future for my children," but they got to get away from the TV. They got to get off their iPad, and they got to they've got to get going. They got to move molecules. They've got to get involved in this. They've got to do their work. They've got to do you know blah blah blah. I mean, it goes on. But the leader's the one that demands excellence from everybody around them. But how do you balance being a leader, someone leading by example, versus a despot in your family or in your job? You know, how do you, how do you walk that fine line well, be, you know, before people despise you? The problem with despots is, is, is they're not leading for the people. They're leading for themselves. It's self-focused. Despots mm-hmm. are... are you know, I mean, you can go to the extremes. I mean, uh, Hitler or Stalin, a Mussolini despot, uh, they did what they did not for not for the people. They did it for the for their own psychological uh, ego. reasons, ego, you name it. Uh, some parents, it seems, you know, they're they're 
they have children to show off, and, and their children are a tool. They're not... They're, I'm so glad that you just said not, that. I'm so glad that you just said that, because so many people feel like they own their kids, and their kids are a reflection they don't. of them. They're human beings. They're human beings, and when they're, and when they're small especially... They're not, they're not your friends. They're not your buddies. They're your children, and you have an obligation. And, and 90% of your time should be focused down, not up. A good leader focuses down far more than he focuses up to the bosses and the people above him or the people that might be looking at him. Mm. Good leaders focus down. You know, they study their people. They study their children. They study the, the, the people that, that are responsible uh, to them. And they, they develop an empathy to understand, you know, where that individual is and help them, nurture them, set the conditions for their success. You know, the human being is the one animal in, 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 the, in the, the animal kingdom capable of improving their condition through conscious effort and planning. We're the only one that can do that. So be conscious of that. Set the conditions for your success and your children's success. And if you're not doing that as a parent, you're, you're really missing the boat. But I think a large part of that, too, is people want to do that. They're just not conscious of it. You know, they don't think of, well, maybe I should create a vision for my family. Or maybe, like, I love that you said that because that alone, taking those five to ten minutes of, you know, maybe I should sit down and, and really set out an intention for the direction of this family. I think if someone did that, that could drastically change the direction of the success of the family. I mean, that alone, just bringing in that awareness and just writing it down. Yeah, that's what, that's, that, that's, you're absolutely right, Liz. That's, that's one of the things, when I, when I retired from the Marine Corps, uh, I went into consulting, and, and one of the things I, I uh, used to consult on was strategic planning. Uh, and then I coached high school girls soccer for nine years, and, and we began a system of planning for success. And what we would do is, is that very thing. We would sit, sit the girls down. I'd give a couple-hour class on planning. And then each individual girl would write a plan for success for that soccer season. Set an end state, have a vision of what they wanted their world to look like three months from now when the season was over. And then go down, go through the strategic planning process. Set goals, set objectives, and then develop the action plan that would allow you to meet those objectives, realize your goals, and then realize your vision. It's hugely important. People don't do it. Mm-hmm. People, you know, it, it, and it's not a hard thing. And you can do it, you can do it, you know, uh, monthly, you can do it yearly, sit down and do an annual plan. Uh, and hopefully, in the back of your mind, you, you, you know, you're doing it, you're doing it, in a, a parent's case, you're doing it, you know, over the uh, the children's, uh, you know, immediate, you know, high school, you know, even through college or whatever. I mean, so you're 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 kind of developing a, you know, a family plan of of, of uh, you know, you want your kids to go to school, you want them to be successful, you want them to go on to college, uh, you want them to go out into the world and be successful, independent human beings. How how do you do that? And if you don't do some planning, you don't set aside. Uh, you know the resources. A plan is, is 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 very very simple. It consists of three things: the vision or the end that you want to achieve, the means. What do you have to to to, to achieve those those ends? And then 
the ways, the ways to do it. And there are many ways normally to do, to, you know, to execute any plan. Ends, ways, and means. It, it's a universal planning paradigm that, that, that uh, you can use at, at the micro level or the macro level in your life. And, and uh, uh, there's lots and lots of literature on it. You can, you, know, you, can, you can read about it. The military is probably... I was just going to say, what are some of your favorite sources? Well, it, it, you know, the military does planning better than probably anybody in America because, because if we don't plan well, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no red ribbon in mm-hmm. war. I mean, you either you either win the blue ribbon or you, <laughs> or, you're <laughs> or you're or you're over. So, so uh, the military does it well, but organizations, good organizations, do strategic planning, uh, and and there's a plethora of literature out there on 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 planning and, and organizing your your resources. Uh, but at the at the individual level, at the you know at the, you know you can uh, uh, you need to write it down. You need yeah. you need you need to do the work, and that's and that's hard. And 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 if you don't know where to start, then then uh, find someone that that can help you. There are there are lots and lots of people out there that make a lot of money uh, teaching people how to do. Planning. They could help you out. Real yeah, quick. yeah. So going back, why do you think leadership is so important? Why do I think it's so important? Mm-hmm. Well, it goes back to what I said. It it literally sets the condition of success in every relationship. In every relationship, there there is not. You can't give me a context that that I can't show you that that the quality of the leader in that in that situation didn't impact the failure or the success. Of the organization, whether it be as I said, from dyadic to small group to, to large group to, to you know to nation states, I mean, good leaders uh, normally, with a little bit of luck and, and, and really good people, uh, have success. You know, and bad groups, bad bad nation states with bad leaders, despots as you call them, uh, they normally end badly. And uh, and that's just the way it is. I mean, I was, it always has been, always will be. Uh, success is predicated on on uh, quality, high quality leadership. Well, and I like how you said too, how you lead yourself, because then it's not, you know, it really does start with you. You know, it starts with how you value yourself and value the quality of your life and what you do to to make that a success even with yourself I mean I talk about it all the time the relationship with yourself is the primary relationship that from which everything else stems you know that's why I talk about self-care so much because it's like if you don't take care of yourself and love yourself and connect with yourself every single day you don't really know where you stand that day and then emotions can take over and you do things that you know you say things that you might regret so I think to the core of what you're saying I completely resonate with that because it's like in order to lead yourself, in order to lead, you know, positive relationships with those that you love, you have to be able to lead yourself, you know, first and foremost, and be disciplined. And I was thinking while you were talking, what's the difference between leadership and discipline? Because you've always been a huge proponent of that too. Well, uh, uh, discipline, self-discipline, in, in particular, is is a quality of 
an effective leader. And there are many qualities we could talk about, but 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 self-discipline, self-awareness. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm in a different generation. When you start talking about self-love and stuff, I, I don't really understand <laughs> what you're talking about. But, but <laughs> I understand self-respect. I under. I understand. Uh, it's in line with that. You know, but self-discipline. Uh, it goes back to what I said. Do the right thing. What's right? You know, mm-hmm. is this the right thing to do? You get up in the morning, make your bed. Make your bed and make sure that, that it's tight and, and looks good. And then walk in to the bathroom and brush your teeth. <laughs> and brush them well. You know, <laughs> self-discipline. Okay. Uh, though, I mean, the, a thousand little things lead to a, you know, to, to a self-disciplined person. And you know what? When you do that, uh, the little ones are watching. Yes. They're watching and they're learning and they will test you and uh, make them make their bed, moms. I'm telling you. <laughs> It'll pay dividends. Make them make their beds. Make them do their homework. Sit down and do it with them. Spend the time to, to, to make them do hard things. Uh, and that's what self-discipline is. Mm, I like that answer. So in your, in, you know, maybe in your life or just people that you've studied, who do you think have been the best leaders and why? Uh, at what level? I mean, gosh. That's the thing. Like, it's totally open for interpretation. Yeah, I mean, there's, as I said, I mean, the, the leadership continuum runs from, from uh, you know, dyadic leadership all the way up to, to international leadership. Uh, just in your life experience. Oh, I, I worked, I, I've worked for some... Uh, some people in my life that I just I just uh, totally admired. They were they were uh, selfless leaders. They were demanding. Uh, when you presented a product and it wasn't it wasn't really good. Man, you got it back, and you did it again. And uh, uh, you think it, that would make you mad, but it it, it didn't. It, it made you try harder. And that you want so badly to please them. And it's like your children. I mean, mm-hmm. your children, they want to please you. Or they will test you and they will, they will push the envelope. But at the end, they'll want to please you. At least tell them about 15. Then, then of course, you become the stupidest person in the world. Uh, you know, when they reach 15 and become geniuses. But then they'll, they'll, uh, you know, they'll get out of college and they'll come back. And all of a sudden, they'll... They'll wonder how in the heck you got so smart all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, how'd you go from being a moron to being, you know, pretty, uh, pretty in tune human being. <laughs> mm. So if you're at that stage, don't worry about it. it it'll, it'll, it'll pass. But uh, anyway, man, what was I? What were we talking about? <laughs> the qualities of really amazing leaders. Oh, uh, one of one of the. Uh, Really, uh, quality, good, best quality, most important is is, is intellectual uh, uh, integrity. You know, if if you you've got to to realize that you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. and go out and get the answers because the answers are there. Especially now, yeah, Especially you can. Now. You need to work every single day to get smarter and smarter and smarter, just to keep up. I mean, we live in a very, very fast-paced world now, and if you're not, you know, if, you, if you're spending all your all your time, uh, you know, on Facebook or butt faces, I call it, or whatever, on social media, you're you're not you're not uh, you're not keeping up. 
Well, I think it could, well, I, I want to challenge you on that because I feel like what you said earlier, you know, find the people who inspire you. Find the people that, you know, speak your language and are doing amazing things. You can find that on social media. So I don't want you to poo-poo it completely because... Uh, again, it's a generational thing. Exactly, but, but, exactly. Uh, uh, I don't know. But what about, to, to do the flip side, you know, what are some, who are some bad leaders that you've either experienced in your life or, you know, you talked about Stalin and Hitler. Those are the obvious ones. What made them bad leaders? So people listening could say, you know, maybe I want to avoid those characteristics. Maybe I want to avoid those behaviors. What well, I, I, you know, the, the characteristic, I mean, we've all had, we've all worked for people or maybe not all, but if you haven't, you will. If you're in the workaday world, you'll, you'll work for somebody that's, that's, uh, narcissistic, totally self-involved, takes the credit for everything. A good leader shares the credit. A good leader accepts the responsibility for failure. You stand up, you say, all right, I'm in charge. It was, it was uh, even if you didn't actually make the mistake, if it's your person, if it's, if it's one of your people, if it's one of your children, guess what? It's your mistake. Own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've worked for some people that, that uh, you know, took the good and, and handed the bad. And, 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 uh, it's crushing. You know, uh, very Machiavellian, very, very uh, uh, selfish, selfish, selfish people. What would you say to people who may have had narcissistic parents? Uh, the tough break. Yeah. <laughs> tough break, but, but you, don't have to, you don't have to let it ruin the rest of your life. Today is the first day of the rest of our lives, every single one of us. And you get up, you know, you make that bed, you brush your teeth, and it's a new day. And you can go out and, and create and set the conditions for your success that day and that week and that month and for the rest of your life mm. if you focus on it. And I would, I would argue that you don't spend too much time crying over, crying over what happened, you know, way back when because you can't change it. All you can do is change yourself, and, and, and uh, uh, more importantly, make sure that that doesn't happen to the people that you love, the people that you're that are that you're responsible for, the people that you're leading. Uh, again, set an environment where they can thrive and achieve, and 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 uh, make it a great day. You know, we used to send our kids off to school, and and. Uh, you know, say have an A day. You know, and they go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very early. But in the it's morning. true. Think about it. Think about it. You can make this an A day if you, if, you know, if you want to, or or you can make it, you know, just a blur. So okay. many days, people. You know, you see so many people out there living lives of a blur. You know, they Absolutely. sit. They sit in the bottom of the bottom of the canoe and they watch the scenery go by and they don't contribute. They don't. You know, they don't. They don't know the joy of being successful at something hard. They don't, they don't know the, 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 the joy of, of watching their children or their subordinates go out and do things that are magnificent. If you're a real leader, that, that feeling, when you, see, when you see someone that you love go out and do something magnificent, it's 10 times greater than any, than any award or gift that you've ever earned yourself uh, that's the that's the payback of good leadership of good parenting of of being a good wife or a good husband watching the the, the faces of the you know of the people you love have success that's powerful 
I think anyone listening who might not have the drive to, you know, lead themselves and have more self-discipline, hearing that alone, I think would be a huge motivator right there. Um, So for our listeners who want to start being better leaders uh, for themselves and for their families, what can they start doing today besides making their bed and brushing their John Quincy Adams, I think, said it best. He said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, to do more, to become more, then you're a leader. Hmm. Be that kind of leader. What can you do in your personal life that will cause others to dream more. I love that. That's powerful. So what's the biggest takeaway you want our listeners to get from this talk? What do you want uh, them to remember? One thing. Leadership is the most important skill set that you'll ever have, that you'll ever demonstrate, because it absolutely sets the condition of your life and the people around you whether they work for you or whether they're family or whether they're, they're friends or loved ones, your leadership can make their lives better. And it will absolutely make your life better. Oh, I love that. I got chills. Um, so I have some rapid-fire questions. Are you ready? All right. Hit me. <laughs> Just fill in the blank. The world needs. Say again. The world needs. The world needs more planning. <laughs> I like it. I believe in. I believe in family. It's the most important thing in the world. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, share uh, my insights with my children. Love is? Love is giving. Mm. And what's something that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? That's a hard one. I wish they told me earlier to grab a paddle and paddle hard. Don't stop paddling. Why? Huh? Why? Because you don't know where you can go. It's it's amazing how far and fast you can go if you're uh, if you're not afraid to to jump into the rapids, go down that river and and just take off. And you can uh, you never know what's coming. You never know what's coming around the bend in the water. You never know where where the the waterfalls are going to be. You never you never know what's coming. That's that's the great thing about life. You think it's you think you got it figured out and it's it's on a steady course and then something comes up and boom, it's uh, your whole world changes. And uh, uh, man, and if you can paddle, you're a good paddler. It doesn't matter what comes. You're gonna you're gonna face it and you're gonna you're gonna overcome it and you're gonna be a you're gonna be a success. I think that's why we're here, honestly. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dad. Love you. Love you too, honey. <laughs>
Guys, thank you so much for stopping by. Your support means the world to me. I truly mean that. And if something in this episode resonated with you, uh, I would love for you to share it with a friend or I would love for you to take 30 seconds and leave a five-star review on iTunes because it really does so much in spreading the word about the show. And I wanted to let you know that I've just started accepting new clients in my coaching program. This is a six-month program. It's not short and sweet. Uh, We're going to really get into underlying issues that you may or may not know that you have, but the result is more peace, more self-love, more self-awareness, which, as we all know, is crucial for positive change. So I am so excited to be expanding my practice and accepting clients. If you feel like we would be a good fit in working together, I would love to chat with you. You can connect with me on my website at motherhoodandstress.com, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Talk to you soon. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic is doing big things in the world of medicinal mushrooms. Uh, If you're a little confused or taken back by having mushrooms uh, in your life, don't be so scared. I put them in my coffee every single morning. You can't even taste them. And the health benefits that you get from them, like the beta-glucans and the vitamins and minerals, um, are really astonishing. I haven't been sick since last November. I tell this to everyone who questions why I'm putting mushroom powder in my coffee, but it's true. It, it has really revitalized my health, and I have two little boys. I should be sick at least once every few months, and that just hasn't happened. Um, Also, I'm a big fan of their cordyceps. Before a workout, I'll have some cordyceps um, in my coffee, my morning coffee, and my energy skyrockets. It also does a lot for your sex drive. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, So definitely check them out and use the code UNSTRESSED at checkout for 15% off. Take care.